the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. We have a good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. And if uh, we have further death technical difficulties, two things. Number one, it's all my fault. And number two, we'll be back in uh, in about 60 seconds. So uh, we're going to do the best we can. My name is Mark Salem. For the next two hours, we're going to talk about car and car repair and questions you have, new cars, old cars. Um, what should I pay for this repair? We can get kind of close, because, but we can't be perfect. Sitting next to me is my son, Alan Sam. Good morning to you. Good morning. How are you? Good. Been busy last week? Yeah. No. Been uh, not as busy as we'd like to be, but we're, yeah, we've got plenty of stuff going on. Okay. Um, Alan handles the performance side and the diesel side of our business, and uh, you do just about everything? Pretty much. I tell people... We don't do paint and body, and we don't do internal transmission. That's about it. That's about it. So just let's cover a couple of trucks you had this week. Uh, you had a Dodge Cummins that was brought in. Yeah, O2 Cummins. No start. 5.9? 5.9. Okay. 24 valve. Cranks over but doesn't catch. Correct. Okay, go. Um, found it had no fuel pressure, um, and found the, the, the fuel pump fuse had blown, and there was about... You know, big wire mess under the hood. Uh, cleaned up all the, put a new relay in the uh, the pump, uh, put a new fuse in the pump, um, rewired the whole thing, and and it came up and work. Oh, it was working. Uh, but at that point, it had low fuel pressure, about five pounds, and uh, which minimum it should ever be is ten on that particular vehicle. And uh, but it'll idle it run because idle at five pounds half of what it really needs because that's the lead load it's going to have is idling right he's not driving down the road going to flagstaff pulling the trailer otherwise that's kind of a loaded situation right so it'll still start and run yeah and and what it'll actually probably run good um but what it does is that ends up starting that vp44 high pressure fuel pump and that's where the repair gets extraordinarily expensive okay so there's low pressure pump in the tank or on the rail? No, no, it was on the t- in the tank. In the tank. So the low-pressure pump simply provides fuel to the high-pressure pump. Correct. The high-pressure pump then um, compresses that fuel to approximately what kind of PSI? Uh, anywhere between probably 5,000 up to 28,000. Okay. PSI. So yeah. mm-hmm. that's enough to pop all the, the every hose in your car <laughs> in every oh, yeah. way possible. Oh, yeah. So then the high-pressure pump. Is going to feed and uh, fuel to each injector, but the computer is going to open and close the injector as needed. Right. So we've got five to twenty-eight thousand psi waiting, and we're going to use this electronic. And it's a very, it's a very small connection. It's a small coil, and all we're going to do is open and close the nozzle 
in in milliseconds in in millionths of a second. Right. So, tell me what it sounds like when you're idling. Um, what do you mean? Kind oh, of like just, this, just, like this. Right. All right. Now, when you're driving your commons normally, I envision that it sounds like this. Yeah, almost constant. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of a wide open throttle kind of scenario. Mm -hmm. All righty. So that one goes out the door. Um, you had a black Jeep in there. I was looking at some of the security camera, camera footage the other day, and there was a black Jeep on the motorhome rack. What was that all about? You had the front end off that one. Uh no it's 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 tan but that's okay. what it threw me off but uh we're doing that was one of the ones that we went to that we took to Rubicon so we're going back through that thing and just cleaning up and fixing some stuff that was broken and that didn't work right um we're also putting a turbocharger on it what motors it got in it? just a little uh four liter V six uh, inline six okay so you're gonna put a turbo on an inline six mm -hmm. and you're gonna have to um what kind of boost can you run without studding the head or um, I don't know yet, but it should be set around six pounds. I would imagine. Okay. So, and that's what we did in the Camaro, and that's what we did on a lot of others. On we we set them between four and six on the boost side, so that we didn't pop the head gaskets. Right. So, alrighty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you. Is brought to you by, uh, write down Dennis for me. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Thompson's Auto Repair. Brian and Thelma have been in Mesa. Their family has been in Mesa servicing cars since 1970. I personally know Brian and Thelma, and I can tell you they're really good people. Um, I've had conversations with Brian as we lean on one another to fix cars and stuff like that. He's a really nice guy, and his wife, Thelma, is a very nice lady. So they can provide you all kinds of automotive services from oil changes all the way to taking your and they do air conditioning as well. So if you're in Mesa, the only shop I recommend is Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing that are located on Main Street just east of Stapley. Main Street just east of Stapley. Dennis, good morning to you. How can we help you this morning? Hey, Mark, I'm calling for a friend of mine who apparently doesn't know how to use a telephone. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. You know, it, it, the, I know the background you came from, and, and that's a, a commonality with um, your friends. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Hey, he's okay, got a I'm ready. he's got a 2000 Chevy uh, half ton pickup, and uh, takes very good care of it. It's clean as a whistle. He uh, took it into a car wash a um, couple days ago. One of those that you stay in the car and ride through. And uh -huh. high high pressure, all that kind of stuff. And uh, when he came out of the car wash, uh, he had uh, a light ABS, and uh, he drove it home. And then next day, he turned it out. You know, he started it up again, and the light was off. Is it something he should worry about? No, um, more than likely he paid an extra couple of bucks to have his undercarriage washed. <laughs> and there's each one of the wheels. Now, you can have a two-channel ABS, which is typically just the two front tires. You can have a three-channel ABS, which is both fronts, plus one sensor in the differential. And you can have a four-sensor ABS system or a four-channel ABS system that has one sensor at each wheel. It's kind of an It's kind of an evolution. We started out with two wheels and then three sensors and now we're at four so underneath there there's these sensors that sometimes when they're wet 
they, they'll set an ABS light. However, once you start driving the car, and now all of a sudden we're creating lots of air turbulence on the back side of the tires and the wheels. So the tires and wheels are spinning real fast. The brake rotors are spinning real fast. We're creating a lot of turbulence, and that dries off the sensor. So the, the end result is is if there, when he turns the car on, should see, before he starts, he just turns the key on, he should see the ABS light come on and go off after three seconds. Yeah. Then he starts the car, and as long as it's gone, there's no harm, no foul. Nothing happened bad. He'll be just fine. Now, how much are we going to charge him for this? Because he's chicken and he doesn't want to talk on the phone. Uh, I don't know. You name it. <laughs> All right. Tell him it's $8.50, and, okay. and, and you collect for me, okay? <laughs> I'll do that. All righty, Dennis. Take care, buddy. Thanks, Mark. Thank you very much. All righty. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. We're, um, we're not used to charging you, but I know Dennis. I've known Dennis since 19. I, I mean, I recognize his voice uh, since 1973. So um, you don't know, but he's a policeman. Okay. Don't tell him. Yeah, I, I haven't heard <laughs> of him before. Yeah. 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 Uh, they called him the Bork. And he was a good guy. He was always good to me, and he was a good policeman. And uh, and he's he's retired like many of those guys are. But anyway, ABS light on. I'm gonna log that down. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Okay, I'm gonna ask you the new Freon. Do you remember what it's called? Uh, isn't it R one two three four Y? Okay, it's one two three four Y F. Y F. Now a lot of people are calling it the one two three four, and a lot of people are calling it Y F. Okay. I think I've heard it referred to as YF. Yes. Okay. So it, the easy part is because the rest of them are is R12. That's the old stuff. Then R134 is the last 10 years, maybe more than that. Then now we have this 1234. So 134, and then we add a 2 in there, 1234. But it's called YF. We're going to call it YF. Okay. So the question to you is the old refrigerants before this brand new one that we've got now. Mm -hmm. The old refrigerants, how long did they last in the atmosphere? I actually think I know the answer to this question. Okay. Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was either 25 or 50 years. 130 years. Okay, so then 134 has got to be 25 or 50. No, that is 134 and 12. This is the, the refrigerants draw the line okay. between everything back to the 50s and from... But the beginning of this year forward. Okay. So that's the old and that's okay. the new. Okay. So the old one's 130, 130 years. And guess what the new YF, how long it lasts. Now, this is a new environmentally friendly, environmentally sensitive, and slightly <laughs> flammable. <Yeah. laughs> uh, slightly I would say flammable. five years. Okay. How about four days? Really? Four days. Oh, wow. Now, that doesn't mean that we can let Freon fly. Right, right, that's right. a bad idea. And we haven't done that since... I would say since the that since the mid 70s, the mid 70s it was no big deal. If you had to evacuate the system, we didn't have machines that would suck the freon out, clean it up, and put it back in. We never had that. But there was there was nothing to do. If you had to break a line to take the water pump off, or you had to break a line, you just let it fly, and it went into the atmosphere, and that's all there was to it. There was nothing you could do about it. Uh, there was. And the systems back then, it wasn't uncommon to have a three-pound system that you added a pound and a half to at the beginning of every summer. So right. leaks were per, pretty predominant. Back then, we didn't have the dye. So we had these old things called sniffers. Mm -hmm. And you would take this little thing and rub it around every single fitting. Here's the kicker. When you, put the sniff, when you, when you had the sniffer just in the air, it would go beep, beep. Beep, and when you found her free on leak, it would go beep, 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 beep. Right. But if you put it against your mouth 
about an inch away from your mouth and you blew in it, <laughs> it would say, there's Freon. Now, I don't know how that happens, and I'm not a scientist. It's got to be the same chemical, whatever chemical it's sniffing for in Freon, we have to excel from our body, right? Right. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know. But what's really weird is, is you know, when, when we do the heater core, okay? Mm -hmm. The heater core is the hot water radiator underneath the passenger side dashboard. Right. Right next to it is the evaporator, which is the cold portion of your air conditioner. Right. So if you want to check the evaporator, the idea was is we would take the sniffer mm -hmm. and stick it in the vent all the way to the right in the passenger side. Okay. So every single time, based on what I just told you, every single time you turn the fan on. Now, it, we were thinking that in the box, Freon would leak. So when you turn the fan on, the Freon would out. come out of the vents. Right. So you'd stick your sniffer in that far right vent. Virtually every time you stuck your sniffer in the vent, it gave you an audible alarm that Freon was there. But the problem is, is if you put it next to your mouth, <laughs> And it was the air coming out of the vents that was causing it. The air flow was causing it. It didn't like you blowing air into oh, it. I got it you. liked to, for it to just inhale the air. So it's gotcha. the difference between sucking and blowing, so mm -hmm. to speak. Mm -hmm. So it was, a, it, it was a strange thing. And, and, and I know that back then it, it, the evaporators underneath the dash were a big job. And right. we oftentimes would take, uh, we wouldn't do those, and we'd say, let's fill it up with Freon, and let's see how long it lasts, and let's decide that, because it just wasn't something you want to dig into. Today, we have labor uh, hours for some of the uh, evaporators underneath some of the cars that are in the 14 to $1,800 range mm -hmm. in labor alone. No parts, no Freon. No Our life. trucks are perfect examples of those. Yeah. Our Dodges. Our Dodges, yeah. So anyway, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, Mark and Alan Salem sitting here. We're at your service. We'll be back in a minute. Hello. I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the Valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. If you're over 50 and concerned about any of the following, stay tuned for an exclusive free bottle offer. Are you concerned about your heart health? Are you interested in healthy brain function? What about joint comfort and energy? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, we want to send you a free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus now with CoQ10. Krill Omega 50 Plus with CoQ10 combines krill oil with fish oil in one tiny pill. And this little pill delivers big health benefits to 
your heart, your joints, your arteries, and brain. And with CoQ10, you'll enjoy extra energy, too. Best of all, you can get a free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus with CoQ10 today. Just pay for shipping. Call right now and request your free bottle. Dial 1-800-679-5745. That's 1-800-679-5745. 1-800-679-5745. Again, call now. 1-800-679-5745. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. Well, I finally did it. My student loan is totally paid off. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. I paid more than the minimum each month, and soon enough, it was gone. So you're just giving up? Giving up on what? The life of luxury. Egyptian cotton, caviar Thursdays, designer everything. What are you talking about? Our plan. What happened to winning the lottery and mastering the art of the perfect mimosa? Hosting galas, wearing enough jewelry to require a bodyguard, vacationing in the French Riviera, and then buying it. I just thought maybe it was time to prepare for my future. You know, set some financial goals, make some smart investments, open a 401k. Financial goals? Investments? A 401k? You are horrifying right now. Listen, if winning the lottery were easy, everyone would do it. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number seven. Not only is the app the best place to listen to your favorite Patriot shows and podcasts, but look out for special contests, giveaways, and even scratch games right at your fingertips. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. A station exposing the lack of transparency in the media today to hold the truth accountable. 960 The Patriot, where truth matters. Welcome back, everybody. It's 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. If you have a car question, the lines are wide open. You have a 1 in 5 chance of getting in. Actually, you've got a 100% chance of getting in because all the lines are open. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by another shop that I recommend because these are really the best. IMM Auto Services in the northeast corner of Tempe. It's just south of the 202, just north of the, actually just south of the 202, just west of the 101. So he's in the ASU, northeast area. Nevertheless, IMM is important, and here's why. David's been open since 1972, and he works on some cars that the rest of us don't really like to work on. So if you have a Volvo, a Saab, a Fiat, or an Alfa Romeo, yeah, we everybody can do tire rotations, and everybody can do oil changes. But when your Volvo changes the radio station every time you open the door, or your Fiat will not start and run when the temperature's between 63 and 68, then that's what you need David for. He's been there. He's done that. Now, if you have a Chevrolet, Honda, Toyota, Chrysler um, in your garage, he can handle those as well, but he specializes in Volvo, Saab, Fiat, and Alfa Romeos. So he's got ASE Master Techs, and that's an important consideration. So if you live in anywhere in the East Valley and you've got one of those cars that scares us, then David at IMM Auto Service is the place you should go. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you some questions here, just kind of test you. Um, when a car cranks, folks a lot of times in the email traffic is is people that have a car that doesn't, and they'll say to me, it doesn't start. Right. So so what does that tell you? What 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 do you say? 
tells me that I've got about eight more questions. Yeah, no, you're, you're exactly right. Yeah. Because does not start doesn't tell us anything. We need to know two things. It doesn't crank over or it doesn't catch and run. Right. So those are the two kinds of considerations. So ironically enough, the does not start comes from most men and women will simply tell you the symptoms. They'll say, I, I turn my key and nothing happens. So it's ironic that that happens, but that's been, you know, I have that experience since 1988 to now in radio, so that's what typically happens. So when you have a car that cranks over but doesn't catch, you'll agree that it's spark or fuel. Right. And it doesn't take long to determine that. Nope. So uh, for us, and, and I think it's really for everybody that knows their stuff, if we spray some carb cleaner or propane inside the intake manifold of a gas or diesel car, we're likely going to get it to pop. Right. And, and we're going to have the opportunity to know that we have spark, but we're missing fuel. Right. So at that particular point, we start looking at the fuel side. On the other hand, if you have a gasoline engine and you spray some carb cleaner down the throat of the intake manifold and you crank it over and nothing happens, then you pull a spark plug wire, you stick a screwdriver in the end of it, you hold it close, and usually you get the junior technician to hold that. Yeah, exactly. And so you say, you say, <laughs> hold this metal part. <laughs> Put your hand on the fender and touch this screwdriver for me and, and let me know what happens. So then you get in the in the car, and, and what is it so that they have a flavor? What ha- what do you see? Uh you see, you see stars. No, no. From the point of the technician, the, the, oh, the new oh, technician. It looks like you got tasered. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> like when your lawnmower doesn't run, you need to know if there's sparks. So you call the young neighborhood kid over and you stick a spark plug or a screwdriver in the wire and you say, hey, just hang on to this and, and hold this handle here and let me know. So you, you don't pull it hard, but you just pull it a little bit. And he just lets go real fast. Well, then you know you have spark. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how it works. All right, let's go to the phone calls. Who have we got? Chris. Chris, good morning to you. How can I help you? Uh, for your opinion, I guess. I'm looking for a around-the-house work truck, and I'd like a Tacoma, but the used Tacomas are hard to come by. Do you have an opinion on, a, on just an older model truck find reliable? Well, I would think the older model, are you talking about the small kind of trucks or the full-size half-ton trucks? Well, I mean, I'd prefer some clearance, but I, I wouldn't mind a Ford Ranger or a small Tacoma, but I'd prefer a little more clearance. Okay. I looked at a Ford F-150, older model Ford F-150s at the early 2000s, Ford Rangers and Tacomas. And... Okay. All right. Well, all of those, um, I think I think in order to get clearance, you're going to have to step up from the smaller truck to the bigger truck. Sure. To the, to the F-150 kind of stuff. I think you're going to have to step into that. Um, there's, there's lots of Chevrolets out there that um, I would per- certainly stick with the V8 models. Um, okay. You're going to have you're going to have a little bit more power and performance with that than the than the small V6s or the the four cylinders or what. But if you're after fuel economy, then you'd be looking for a four cylinder and, and a five speed, and that would be a perfect combination. Um, have you tried Craigslist and some of those other places? I have, and those those three trucks. I mean, I within an hour, those things are gone very quickly. Yeah. If it were me, I would buy a Tacoma. Okay, but yeah, they, yeah but they, they want too. an arm and a leg for the <laughs> Tacoma. Oh, 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 no, I, I know they do. Um, trust me, they, they absolutely do. But I don't know. I just well, and 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 that brings up a, a kind of a negotiation point. 
um, I love to negotiate. You know that. Oh, yeah. I mean, not not with respect to our business, but for buying a horse or buying a trailer or buying yeah. a quad. Oh, yeah. You know, I always negotiate. Chris, you have nothing to lose by um, the negotiating the negotiation posture is simply, according to Mark Salem's rule book, is is you have to you have to have a plan. And here's my plan: I really like your horse. Um, it's a little bit more than I want to pay for, so um, I'm going to offer you six thousand. And I know you're asking eight, but I'm going to keep looking. And so what I'm going to say is my six is good for the next three days, because it'll probably take me that much time to look at some other horses. So if you change your mind in the next three days, you know, give me a call. But I'm good. I'm a cash buyer. And uh, and and the only thing you have to lose by doing that is the next sixty trucks. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, like for, for, for example, this is an example of what's going on in the market here. 2002 to Tacoma TRD with 180,000 miles for 18 grand. I mean, that that's the kind of and, and it's selling too, and that's that's something yeah, I'm willing right. to pay for. You know, I mean, I I'll tolerate that high of mileage, I guess, but I'm not willing to pay that much money. Wait know? a minute. You're telling me that that's a 12, 14 year old, yes. 15 year old yes. truck with 180,000 miles is 18 grand? Yes. Yep. Oh, yep. gee. Gee, you could no. I no. Trust me, I get that's it's 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 too much money. But yes, that's what they're bringing. I mean, Ray's old truck. I think that thing was like a 2004, and it had a, I don't even know. It didn't even have a hundred on it. And we did a ton of work to that, and I got mid twenties for that. That's stupid money. A- and mean, you know what? It, it's easy. All right, look, we've got him primed. Um, you and I are going to talk off the air. Don't we have an S10 for sale? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> that, that's not that doesn't need ground clearance. No, you're right about that. But they're V6s. We have all the maintenance records. They're 4.3. If you can do without the clearance, everything else is fine. What about your your little S10? A, no, it's the a, a they're all wheel tool drive. They're, they're all. Oh, he didn't say anything about four wheel well, drive. It, yeah, the ground clearance is about nil. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> they scrape right. on caterpillars. Any- <laughs> Uh, Chris, I don't have an answer for you. I think you're just going to have to look hard and be one of the first ones on there. I want to tell you something funny though. Just the other day, I put a little four, uh, four. I put a quad, a kid's quad, in on Craigslist. It's a little ninety with an electric start. It's a Honda. We bought it in 2007, and I think all five grandkids were born and raised on that quad. Yeah. So I, I'm, I cleaned it up and I put it in a Craigslist for a thousand bucks. I had three callers that wanted to buy it over the phone within the first hour. So I've got one guy can look at it Monday morning, one guy's going to, and if he doesn't buy it, then there's a guy coming in Monday afternoon to look at it. So I don't know what's going on, but I want to tell you something. I think that's stupid money, 18 grand for a 180,000-mile truck. Yep. That, that they, better, they better have clean everything on it. Yeah, we'll yeah. be back. We'll be back, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open, 602-508-0960. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. 
For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by Raintree Auto Body. based on your effort. Message and data rates may apply. You want to learn how to make money flipping houses right here in Phoenix? If so, we have an amazing opportunity for you. We're looking for a small group of motivated individuals to join our real estate investing team. You'll learn our simple three-step system for flipping homes right here in the local area. This is Than Merrill, star of A&E's hit TV show, Flip This House. My team and I are looking for a handful of people in the Phoenix area who want to learn how to make money flipping houses in your spare time using other people's money. Phoenix is a perfect market for my system, and next week, I'm holding a free two-hour educational workshop where you will learn how to make money flipping homes and how to build long-term wealth with income properties. To get two free tickets to Than's Workshop, text LEARN to 99000. Seating is extremely limited. Text in the next 10 minutes and you'll also reserve a free copy of Than's Money for Deals Guide. Text LEARN to 99000. That's LEARN to 99000. Maybe it's time to take a fresh look at everything we thought we knew about landing a great job. For instance, what if phenomenal careers start at the middle school science fair? instead of at the job fair. If being the captain of the robotics team means just as much on a college application as being captain of the football team. And if knowing the quadratic formula is every bit as important as knowing the right people. Well, the fact is, the jobs of the future will be heavily geared towards science, technology, engineering, and math. In other words, the future is STEM. More opportunities, better pay. And the road to these great jobs starts as early as middle school. So if you're a student, talk to your school counselor about STEM. If you're a parent, talk to your kids. Because the job you'll get in the future may very well depend on what you do today. A public service message from America's Navy. Well, welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. And, hey, Gil, we're still sitting here at 21.6, so that's the best news I've had in a long time. But, of course, I probably just made the jinxed it, jinxed it really bad. This, por- this, <laughs> this portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Larry Harker's Auto. Bob and Ellen own Larry Harker's Auto, and they're at 38th Avenue and Indian School. Why Bob is an important part of our entire machine of the best shops in Phoenix is because he's one of the best diagnosticians that I've ever met in my life. So if you're one of those people that has a problem that nobody can fix, then you need to go to Harker's and talk to Bob. So Larry Harker's Auto, 38th Avenue Indian School. 
he does everything from oil changes to engine swaps and diagnosis, and there's really not any cars that he's afraid of. The fact of the matter is, is he has such a fundamental knowledge of how computer cars work and the body computers, the ABS modules, all that kind of stuff. He just has a fundamental knowledge that uh, he just really excels. So, again, Larry Harker's Auto, 38th Avenue and Indian School. Hey, um, we're going to talk to Chris real quick. Chris called in about the Toyota trucks, and you and I were talking during the break. Yeah. And I think what, and I think you brought up a good point. Chris needs to move back into the 90s, stay with a fuel-injected Toyota truck, but he's probably going to find what he wants. So between between 2000 and south of that, as long as he sticks pretty close to a fuel-injected vehicle. Right. Now, the home run would be that it would be the original owner with all the maintenance records and the Carfax is clean. Did I tell you the other day that I went to look at a car for somebody and they didn't have any maintenance records. Um, they had a big, long story why they, they, they had been lost and so forth and so on. And so I did a title search on it and came up with a salvage vehicle. Mm-hmm. And this car had been sold four times in the last year. Right. And they were saying that they were the original owners. So there's a lot of that going on right now. And what they're doing is they're buying these wrecked cars uh, from the auto auctions, and then they're putting them in their backyard, fixing them up. And then then, they, then when you ask for maintenance records, they say, well, I'm from Pittsburgh, and Uncle Henry owned this, and I'm here in town, and I don't know. Well, and that's going to get much worse now with these two hurricanes between oh Texas and Louisiana. These next couple of years are going to be really bad with that stuff. Okay, now, now you know the shop as well as I do, and, and we're going to go for from lots of shops. How hard is it for us to figure out that this is a flood car? Not hard. On a 1 to 10 scale? Uh, 2 to 3. Okay. I, I agree with you. Now, in as far as time is concerned, to check the areas that we would otherwise have to gain access sure. to, mm-hmm. we're still talking an hour or two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pull a door panel is really the easiest way we've found or pull some, you know, uh, uh, trim back from the trunk, stuff like that. And and one of the other places is, is underneath the dash. There's nobody that's going to yeah, take a fire right. hose underneath the dash and clean that area. Right. So you get a mirror, you get a flashlight, you look underneath the dash, and when you find a half an inch of layer of mud, then it's a flood car. Yep. You can also, and here's what happens. When the insurance companies total these cars out, they attach a salvage title to it. Almost always they do, at least they do in Arizona. When it goes through Carfax, the insurance companies report that to Carfax. So when you do a Carfax, and I think that that's just one of the very best things you can do when you're buying a car is, is go, go through Carfax and then KBB, Kelly Blue Book, punch in all the information about the car you're buying or the car you're selling, and it's gonna, it has this little speedometer thing. So the trade-in value is on the far left. Private party is next. Dealer trade-in is next, and full retail. So they kind of give you the four different prices of this car that you're looking to buy or to sell. Matt, good morning to you. How can we help you this morning? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I got a 2013 Dodge Ram Hemi 1500. I'm a 4x4. I've been touring the country with for the last three years. At 86,000 miles, I decided it has been flawless. 86,000 miles, I decided to step up the game and drop pure synthetic into it. And all of a sudden, I got the Hemi tick. And I mean, like, the top end's going to pop off this thing, it sounds like. Stops at a dealer, he had about a four-hour wait, and I was just passing through town, and he said, well, we'll just go with semi-synthetic next time, which I have. And it cut it back a little bit, but still, the Hemi tick really bad. Um, I'm pushing 94000 now, and I'm getting ready to take it to the dealer. Is this something I really need to worry about, or is this pretty standard? You know, I don't think it's an oil problem at all. I know that, that you've tied it to, to the kind of oil you have, but... Um I'm an oil expert, and let me just explain to you. Conventional oil is more 
you know, mother nature than it is man-made. Conventional oil has an oil change interval of between three and 5,000 miles. It has detergents. It has viscosity improvers. Um, it has what they call a pour point. It'll pour out of the can at about 30 below zero, and it turns to a tar at about 325 degrees. So remember those two numbers. Semi-synthetic opens up that, that window. So semi-synthetic is semi-synthetic. It's a blend oil, and it goes to 45 degrees below zero, and it burns up at about 400 degrees. You've seen the Mobile One commercial on television where they put oil in a frying pan and they, they run it 500 degrees and it's still... Well, let me tell you something. That's That commercial's just BS, and I'll tell you why. If your motor gets over 300 degrees, it's toast anyway. We don't care what the oil's going to do. Okay. It's toast. And so so then, semi, then full synthetic is pretty much man-made, and uh, the, the oil change interval starts at 7,500 and goes all the way to twelve to 15,000 miles. So the viscosity, and that's the ability of the engine to maintain its flow, flow process, it has nothing to do with the thickness of the oil. It has to do with the flow of the oil, the ability to flow in cold or hot. So that's a viscosity name. Okay, we need to break, but hold on just till after this break because I have something to add to that. Okay, this is a soft break. Oh, okay, okay. So it's okay. Yeah, the 30 is the hard one. I understand. All right. So, but thank you for that because Gil's thanking me in my ears for that. Yeah. The the idea is, is uh, most of the time when you go to a semi-synthetic or a full synthetic, you're in a 520, 530 range. And if you go to a 1030 conventional or a 2050 conventional, and all your problems are gone, then you've gone from a 7,000, 8,000, 9,000 mile oil change to a 3,000 to 5,000 mile oil change interval. Conventionals are only good for that. So if you wanted to, to, to do something, this is what I would do. First thing I'd do is I'd go get a 1030 conventional oil change. After a 1,000 miles, I would pull a sample, go on the Internet, and find somebody who will do an oil analysis for you. They'll send you a little bottle. You put your oil in, you send it back to them. So okay. at a 1,000 miles, I'd pull an oil sample, and I'd send it for analysis. At 2,000 miles, I'd pull an oil sample and send it to analysis. We want to know if there's something coming apart inside that engine. We want to know if there's an abundance of brass, steel, stainless steel, iron. And, and you see that we need a comparison, so that's why I'm asking for one at 1,000 and one at 2,000. If the aluminum content in the first oil change is 5, and in the second oil change it's 5, I'm not worried about it. But if it's 5 at the first one and 500 at the second one, you've got a problem. Right. So, so I the, just don't... Go ahead. What's the whole, what's the whole Hemi Chick thing? I got online and researched this, and it, they came up right away with multiple leads as to, yeah, went to synthetic, Hemi Chick started... So on and so forth. I mean, okay. I guess that's my question. All right, you. All right, I, that that is your question, and I think the guy sitting next to me is sitting here frothing at the mouth, and he wants to answer it. So I got to take a break. So we'll be back in three and a half minutes. So you stay right there, Chris. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, 
I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. From Struck Films. Where did you come from? The true story of a stray dog. Who are you? That's Pluto. Who saves a struggling family in more ways than one. What's wrong? This isn't working anymore. Sometimes help comes from the most unlikely places. I don't need you. He's trying. He really is. Sometimes one dog can change everything. You're awfully small anymore. From the director of The Other Side of Heaven, The Stray. Rated PG. For theater locations and more information, visit thestray.movie. In theaters now. Where will you be when the dust settles? How do you feel, sir? Dust storms are a year-round threat in Arizona. If you get caught in a dust storm, pull completely off the roadway. Turn your lights off, set your parking brake, keep your seatbelt on, and wait it out. It won't be long. Where will you be when the dust settles? That's up to you. Do the smart thing. Do the safe thing. Pull aside. Stay alive. Visit az511.gov for road conditions before leaving your house. Sponsored by ADOT in partnership with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. Every child deserves to have access to books because children who grow up with books invariably do better in life than children who do not. How do I choose a book? Is it the cover? Uh, yeah, some, I guess, you know, it's sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual, so it's a combination of those two. The first book I remember was Captain's Courageous. When I finished that book, I had become so involved with these characters. So here's the thing. If a book's really, really impressing me and the writing is really, really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the ends, the endings of books, if it's really, really well done, that ending, that last thought should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council. Hugh Hewitt in the morning to Larry Elder at night with the best live show in the Valley at 3 p.m. with Seth and Chris. The only conservative station in the Valley. 960 The Patriot. Hashtag I'm with the Patriot. Patriot app tip number one. Not only is the Patriot app great for streaming our live programs, you can access all Patriot podcasts. Click on the upper left-hand corner and select podcasts to find all our great weekday and weekend programs. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. All righty, welcome back, everybody. You won't believe the argument that's going on in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless, we're going to handle it. Uh, anyway, we got lines open except for two right now. We've got uh, Matt, and then we're going to go to Mike, and you can be next, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Okay, Mr. Hemi guy, we want to recap real quick. Matt has a Hemi, and he's got 180K on this, or 80K, 80K, 80,000 uh, 80, miles on it. And he's got a tick that he thinks is related to the engine oil. Okay. All right. And so you have experience in this, so why don't you share your wisdom? I, I do. So I know exactly what you're talking about, Matt. Um, okay. I've seen this a thousand times. Um, okay. I've read all about it. And to be 100% truthful with you, um, we have chased this problem. We have spent money on this problem. We have spent customers' money on this problem. And oh, that's good. You know, the, the answer to your question is: is no one knows what the heck is causing that issue. Um, I can tell you this. Uh, I can tell you we've you know rebuilt a couple of them, and it gets quieter, but by maybe twenty twenty five percent. 
Okay. Um, it's it's going to always be there. I can't explain to you why it got worse with the different oils, but I can tell you those things are ultra, ultra sensitive on oil because of the variable valve timing. Okay. You absolutely positively have to run what they recommend on that oil cap in that vehicle because of this exact issue, because of the variable valve timing. Okay. And the variable valve, valve timing, um, VVT, I think they call yep. it, it's for just everybody. It allows us to open and close the valves in in different times and different durations. So okay. obviously, if you're wide open throttle, we need to open up that intake valve a little longer to give you a little bit more fuel. So right. it's it's something that came out. Uh, it wasn't a real success, and to this day, it's not really been a success. It really, it really costs a lot of money for us to take the variable valve timing engines apart from the top. And I mean, this is like lots of components, and you know what the. Pro- I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. It was like absolute day yeah. and night it, from when I got that oil change. It was just absolutely instantly. And I almost took it back, like, "Hey, what's going on?" I mean, but okay. it was absolutely instantly. And and Alan, what what is it calling for? Zero twenty or something? No, I, I right off the top of my head, I can't I can't think of what it calls for. I want to say it's like a. Uh, what does your cap say? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh no, I don't. I'm sitting on the end, in my truck on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, I, I five. Okay. Oh, man, I don't like. Wanna, I, I don't want to guess at it. I want to say I want to say it's like a five twenty semi synthetic, not too thin, not too thick. Yeah. Um, and again, I can't explain to you why it got so much worse. Um. The ones that I've worked on had um, a lot in a lot more miles than what you currently have. I'm talking well over 100, 150. Um, but I got to be honest with you. Um, if I had one of those vehicles, which I never would. Um, hey, hey, hey! No, I'm hey, just hey. kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's broke uh, down on the side of the road in your bus. No, 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 his no, no, he's not broke down. He pulled over to talk to us. Oh, okay. All right. um, yeah. I wouldn't worry about it. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I might run for peace of mind, just run like like my dad said, uh, run a a couple oil samples just to, you know, get okay. that warm and fuzzy. But I yeah. wouldn't uh, I wouldn't be too concerned about it. I, and I want to touch yeah. on oil. I don't think that there's there's anything other than a synthetic when you start talking about zero twenty and a five twenty. I don't think they make a conventional, and I don't I'm not quite sure that they have a blended oil. But when you're in the zero twenty and that oil cap calls for that, you are best served by a synthetic. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and you're right. I don't think they. I think in a five twenty they make a semi synthetic, and I yeah. think that might be where the question is. I think that truck takes a five twenty. Um, yeah, I believe that's what it is. But, but just follow the cap, and I think the I think the weight's going to dictate which one you get. And I would probably stick with synthetics. But the good news about synthetics is, is you got a seventy five hundred to ten thousand miles. Now, Alan, you got synthetic in your diesel. Yes. What are you running? On total uh, time between twelve and fifteen thousand, and and I am too. And I, ironically enough, the last couple of times I keep track of the oil monitor, the oil change monitor, uh-huh. and they're within five hundred miles of when when I'm looking at it because we put the sticker up there at mm-hmm. ten, and so I'm within five hundred miles of what when the oil light comes on. Right. So it's per, I mean we've we're guessed our guys have a guest on my truck and I suppose on yours as well um, if, to figure that out. But nevertheless, that's it. Matt, let's okay. go to Mike. Mike, you're up next. How are you today? Hey, Mark. How are you? Hi, Mike. Hey, good. Good. Uh, yeah, I love your show. Hey, I called you last week. I got a, I got a couple di- I got a couple different questions on a vehicle here. But my uh, '99 Ford F250 okay. 7.3 diesel was getting the check engine light, 
for like a minute right. after I start it, and then it'd go off and it'd be good the rest of the day. Now, last week we noticed, me and my son, we took the um, fuel filter off in the middle, you know, where the in the one that you can change on top of the motor. Yeah. We, we uh-huh. looked at it, we're like, oh, man, this doesn't look good. It was really dirty. So do you think we're putting a new filter in it today? Do you think that light could cause the light to go on or the bad filter cause that light to go on in the fuel system? Not, not only for a minute. Oh, okay. No. It's it's not going to be fuel. It's it, it and here's the deal. I think let me change your question, Mark. If you you were going to drive cross country in this seven three and the light came on and stayed on for a second or two and went off, would that bother you? And the answer is no. What have you pulled the code? Do you know why it's coming on? Well, it's like I told Mark last week, I took it to AutoZone. They pulled the code. It came up air air. What they couldn't get a code off it. Hmm. So they're having a tough so, time reading. Yeah, having a yeah, tough so time. Plugging. I think it's so. Mark suggested yeah. take take it up to a diesel shop and put it on the big scanner. Yeah, uh, I don't think that that typically is the fuel issue. The thing, first thing that came to mind was actually water and fuel. You know, if it's uh, indicating yeah. that, and then maybe burning off or getting off that sensor. The other thing is, uh, okay. a lot of times when they come on for a little while. Um, and then they go off, it's a voltage issue. Like it takes a little while to build up the voltage, maybe like a bad battery or a weak alternator or something like that. But yeah, I, I don't, until it gets well, worse, I wouldn't. And, and on the Dodge, uh, the other day, I, le- I left all the dome lights on. And when I got in at nine volts, the thing wouldn't start. And I jumped it. And I had a code that set for a voltage problem. Right. But I already knew okay. what the situation was. Look, at, on, on your, on your 7.3, do you have a bowl that you can drain the water off on? No. Below the filter? Okay. Uh, Oh, no. Nope. Uh, It should be on the back of the filter. There's Uh, a little, on the back of the fuel filter housing, there's a little... um, There's a valve. Yeah. There's a valve there where you drain the fuel when you're changing the filter. Yeah, it's there. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a water setup. That's a water drain, not a a fuel (laughs) drain, but yes. Hold on, hold on. Diesel fuel floats on water. So what that is, is that's the lowest part of your filter housing. And when you bleed that off, um, if you bleed fuel, that's good. That means there's no water there. But if you open it up and you put your your you know your wife's coffee cup underneath there and you end up with a bunch of water, then that's water. The second thing is, is look to see if there's two wires going to the fuel filter housing. And that tells you that it's wired for a water light. So the computer can see that there's water because these little probes stick down inside there, and when water touches the two, it turns on the light. So that's what I was going to say was look for the wires on the fuel filter housing, and if you've got wires coming off of it, then you've got a water light. And if you wanted to test it, then you take that wire harness off and take a, a paper clip and jump those two wires, and the water light should come on. But as far as the code is concerned, I wouldn't worry about the fact that it comes on, and, and it's not... There's a, let's use the right terminology. AutoZone uses a code reader. Okay, that's like a toothbrush. A scanner is far more sophisticated. It's like a power washer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's the difference between a garden hose and a power washer. It's the difference between a uh, you know a, a VW Bug and a Corvette. It's just altogether different. But the scanner doesn't give you any more information because you can't read the numbers. You don't know if a 5 is good or a 7.9 is good or a 1.1 is good. You don't know that. So a scanner gives you serial stream data. We're actually looking and talking to the computer. 
where a, a code reader just pulls codes and and that's kind of a waste. Anyway, Rob, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning? Hey, good morning, Mark. Hey, had a question about gas additive. Um, I have a vehicle with a you know approximately one hundred and twenty thousand miles on it, and I've been using mm-hmm. the Lucas additive about you know every two or three tanks. Is that doing anything, or is that just a scam? Um, do, do you want to go with this? Because um, go ahead. I, I mean, do I put fuel additives in my truck? No, I, I don't. Um, I do I put them in my customers' cars? No, I don't. The only time we ever ever do, and there is times we do in the in to aid in diagnostics, better or worse are the same, basically. Um, but other than that, no, I don't put any. I don't. I don't put it. Okay, in so uh, it's not a, nice a realistic point. maintenance uh, upkeep situation. I wouldn't know. Yeah, and he's okay. being really nice. Let, let me let me let me be real clear. Okay. Um, the only person that additive in the absence of symptoms, the only person that additives benefit is the guy who sold them. Um, it, a lot of folks use additives in their oil, in their gas. They use additives in their refrigeration system. They they and they think their car's going to love them more. And if the car okay. loves you more, then it's not going to break down. So um, it, the most important question, it, and you're talking about a diesel? Are you talking about it? No, no, no. Uh, okay. 07 okay. STS. Okay. All right. Gas and diesel. Now you're right. If if we have an injector problem and it's an intermittent one, and we're not getting any set in any codes, and we want you to help us, we're going to probably put some Tecron or some kind of an injector cleaner in your tank, and we're going to say to you, we want to know 30 days from now, better, worse, or the same. Now, in 30 days, we may set a code that will give us guidance, or it'll, it'll be bad 24-7, and that'll make it easy to diagnose. But in the interim, it only happens at 3.12 in the afternoon, and it only lasts for seven and a half seconds, or it could be 10.30 in the morning. That's the kind of thing that we're going to use a few, uh, an additive for the engine, an additive for the fuel. That's what we're going to use. I'll tell you a good example of that. My, one of my best friends, Matt Carr, mm-hmm. just under 200,000 miles, he has a Duramax, which is the expensive injectors, and he had one that was starting to fail. He $850 a piece on the retail well, side. Well, yes, but it's the labor because okay. those are the ones you got to put. Anyway, so uh, I told him just one day, I said, put a quarter training fluid in there. Mm-hmm. He's got 300,000 on, and we still haven't done the injectors. <laughs> and, and it's a matter of uh, the transmission fluid is going to burn a little bit of white smoke out the tailpipe, but in reality, it's going to clean stuff up, and it's an old wives' tail that actually has come back around, and it also lubricates, lubricates the injectors yeah. a little bit more than normal diesel fuel does. Right, right. So the, you, you got all these kinds of stuff. I, I tell people if they got a transmission leak, then a lot of times a little bit of brake fluid will help. Now, I got a call from Alger the other day, and he goes, you have to tell them to flush it. If, if it takes care of the leak, then they have to have a transmission service sometime later. And I said, why? And he goes, because the brake fluid will continue to let the O-ring swell. Gotcha. But here's the deal. And an O-ring is a seal, yes? Yes. This is the argument we had, by the way. The O-ring is the seal. Right. Very good. The, and the issue is, is the O-ring is contained within two pieces of metal. Mm-hmm. So it, it's in it's in a, a groove. Yeah. How can it swell any more than well, it is? Well, no, I think it, it would be like how your hands get pruny. Yeah. It okay. just, like, wiggles and jiggles. It looks like a squish grape in there. 
Okay, well, that's your visual. That's a good visual, but that's not what happens to an O-ring inside of a transmission. It's contained. So we're going to make it swell, and, and, and it's going to stop the leak. But by the same time, it's not going to come out of the, like those squiggly no. things that the kids play with. Right. All righty, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open, 602-508-0960. We're eight seconds away from taking a break. Mark and Alan Salem, we're here at your service. We'll be here for another hour, 602-508-0960. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.